Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Earl Time Podcast. Earl Austin Jr. here, and we're here for episode number 12. That's right, a dozen. We got a dozen of these babies in the books here, really having a good time with it. Of course, we're talking high school basketball across the state of Missouri. Lots of things happening here as we are nearing the end of the month of January, February at hand as well. And uh, you know what that means, as I've talked about before, uh, state tournament, state playoffs, right around the corner, and we get steering towards March Madness. Madness as well. I'm looking forward to all of that good stuff, as well as all roads lead to the Mizzou Arena, where the state tournament is held in the second and third weeks of March. Of course, as always, the Real Time Podcast, we're sponsored by TW Constructors, and really appreciate Todd Weaver for his support of the Earl Time Podcast. And as always, we'd like to uh, thank our producer of the podcast, Richard Austin Jr., the young and talented Richard Austin Jr., of course, if you get a chance, get on his uh, YouTube channel. He's King Bling. He's King Bling of the Games. Does a great job. Well over 8,000, almost 9,000 subscribers as well. And uh, enjoy the games. Uh, get, a ch- get a chance. Uh, look at his uh, stuff as well. He has a great time. Great entertainer as well. Of course, well, we're going to fly around the state here and we still got plenty of tournament action to talk about. Of course, when the boys will go to Kansas City a little bit. A couple of big tournaments there and we'll talk about another uh, uh, big game in the Parkland area area uh, with a couple of under-the-radar teams as well. And the girls, we'll talk about the big Nixa tournament and the Richmond tournament, and we'll preview a huge tournament coming up next week in St. Louis Webster University that features some of the top teams in the state. So what we're going to do, we're going to start with the boys' action. We're going to talk about, uh, as you say, we're going to go to Kansas City where we had a couple of big tournaments last week. It was the Summit Grill uh, shootout, which was held at Lee Summit High School, and it was a exciting championship game. Uh, a couple of schools really got down to it. Uh, Raytown defeated Lee Summit North in an overtime thriller. I got a chance to watch that game, and uh, it was a fantastic, well-played game, a lot of excitement. Raytown uh, has some outstanding guard play, uh, one of the best point guards in the Kansas City area and the state in the junior class. His name is Romello Smith. He's been a starter since he was a freshman enjoy watching him play. He can really yo-yo with that basketball, create off the dribble, and does a nice job of uh, distributing, getting his teammates open. He showed a clutch gene in this game. His team was down three late in the closing seconds. He came off a screen, hit a step back three to put the game into overtime, and uh, of course, Raytown, the Blue Jays, went on to the victory. He's joined by a couple of excellent guards. I got one of the top backcourt trios probably in the state. Latavion East is a 6-1 senior. Uh, he's averaging about 16, 17 a game. I like his game. He's a strong physical guard, plays an old school game. He can bully his way to the basket, back you down to where he wants you to be and get you a little 10-footer off the glass, or he can knock down the three-point shot, and he's pretty good defensively as well. And Larry Porter is a 6'4 junior guard who's got good athleticism. He's got a nice burst, and uh, he does a nice job getting to his spots, too. He pulls up, elevates on that mid-range jump shot as well. So Raytown winning the championship of the Summit Grill. They defeated the Lee Summit North team, which uh, you know I saw earlier this year at the Webster Groves Challenge. They got a lot of good young 
talent and some good experience kids and that the young player I really like I've talked about before Trey Paulding a six foot four sophomore guard of course he's the son of former Mizzou standout Ricky Paulding who's on the staff at least up in north and I always say like that he's like a big three and D guard explosive athlete gets to the hole can dunk it I can shoot the three good defender handles the ball well just a good all-around player with good fundamentals as well they have a senior guard named uh, Kavon Newberry or PK Newberry six foot senior I've been enjoying watching him play throughout his whole career he plays some point guard but he can play off the ball as well he made the all-tournament team really shot the ball from three-point range in the championship game did a nice job from the corners and a young man named Kai Reed a six foot three junior forward a power forward he's a big beefy kid inside uh really was a tough to match up he used his strength was backing guys down defenders he can turn and face and get to the basket and he just was a must just muscled uh muscled people in the lane got buckets and ones and you know he's not the tallest at 6'3 but a good wide body and he used it well around the basket and uh he was good good player very effective in the third place game you had coming from uh columbia high school columbia uh, Missouri Rock Bridge High School made the trip west to Kansas City, and uh, they defeated Host Lee Summit in a very good game as well. Rock Bridge has good size, very good size, as they always do. Coach Gamlin does an excellent job. He's a Hall of Famer. He's won all close to probably he's well over 800, maybe close to 900 now, but he's been at it quite a bit, won a state championship in 2019, and uh, he's got a very talented sophomore wing player in Will Priest. Uh, nice handles, very confident, shoots the ball from three, puts it on the floor, can get his own shot. They have a young man named uh, Dylan Davis who was uh, had a real good game, uh, just played without the ball, played with a good motor, and was getting offensive rebounds, drives to the basket, very effective player uh, in this particular game. Brady Davidson's a 6'5", 6'6", junior, is known for his football. He's an excellent quarterback prospect, more of a kind of an all-purpose player. He gets you to rebound, makes the good pass, Plays solid defense, good facilitator as well. And Reese Minix, a six-seven uh, senior, big redheaded kid, did a nice job coming off the bench. Uh, he's a big body, physically look like he's a big physical kid, but he plays more of a finesse game. He can really catch it at the high post, turn and face, drive it left, drive it right, can pass it, or he'll shoot the jump shot. He was very good in this game. Lee Summit has some pretty good talent as well. A lot of uh, younger players, underclassmen, the young man that really steps out, Jalen Lockhart, a six-five junior forward uh just a explosive player around the basket he catches it around that rim he's dunking it but that's only part of his game he catches it he can really drive you as well as he can go left or right has a quick first step a nice burst hits a little jump shot as well and uh, he's consistently 15 17 points a game in the tournament a young man named Cameron Yowes, I believe Yowes or Yowes, Y-O-W-S, 6'4", junior, really caught my eye with how he shot the basketball in that game. He had a found his spot on the left wing and was knocking down three-pointer after three-pointer, nice, long, lanky wing player, and was shooting the ball well. Another couple of sophomores, uh, one sophomore that, that was impressive, uh, uh, Makai McNeil. Uh, a five foot eleven, a sophomore point guard. Really, my first time watching him play. Uh, just got a lot of quickness, a good burst, and uh, just c- could get in the lane. Did an excellent job. And Dylan and Van Pelt, a six eight sophomore, uh, big body inside, good post play, nice drop step, and uh, can pass the ball well uh, from the from out of the high post as well. A couple of teams from Kansas City also in the tournament that had outstanding. Uh, 
individual guards. One was Raytown South. Uh, they had a young man named Trayvon Henderson, a six-foot senior guard, who was as good offensively as any guard as and I watched in the tournament. You know, obviously I talked about Romello Smith of Raytown, excellent player, Paul Dean, of, but this young man, Trayvon, uh, he can get his game off on anybody. He's a quick burst, first step, a three-level score, can really shoot the basketball from three, can pull up for mid-range shot, and uh, uh, just does a nice job of uh, he can get the ball, go coast to coast and uh, it's never in a hurry as well he's just a just a potent score and the other kid out of Ruskin High School Pierre Smith watching him for the last couple of years he's about 5'10 5'11 he's a senior and Pierre is a tough cover because Pierre's got burst he has a great speed he gets you in the open court he's going to accelerate he's got that blow by speed to get by you off the dribble and get in the lane but if you give him a step He's going to hit you from a, a high-arching 20 to 25-footer from three-point range. Uh, in one game from the consolation I watched, he had like three or four of those in the one quarter. And he just, like I say, he, he brings rain with the shot, and uh, he does a nice job knocking it down on a consistent basis. Last team to talk about, St. Michael the Archangel. They're a pretty good team with a lot of good young players. A lot of sophomores really stepped up. Philip Howard is a six foot three sophomore, started last year. Uh, just a good, solid, all-around player. Michael Weiss is a six-foot sophomore guard. Aggressive kid. Did a nice job getting to the basket. And Josh Wheeler, a six-foot-one sophomore, can really shoot the basketball. They have some good uh, young talent, and uh, they have a very bright future. Staying in the Kansas City, uh, in North Kansas City, hosted their own tournament as well. And uh, the team that won it, it wasn't a Missouri team, but it was an impressive team. I just had to talk about it. It was uh, Shawnee Mission Northwest out of Kansas. They defeated the host uh, North Kansas City in the championship game pretty handily and North Kansas City is a very good team but Shawnee Mission Northwest is a team that's ranked number one in the state of Kansas I believe class six and they're pretty dominated for underclassmen so if you got a big shootout event in the region somewhere this is a team that you've got to be on your radar they had a young man named keaton waggler very impressive junior guard and they got one of the top young bigs in the country ethan taylor a seven foot sophomore shot blocking machine can really run up and down the court and score it around the basket and van collins a senior who was a bucket as well so got to give those guys a shout out watched him play very impressed uh north kansas city very good team watched him a couple of times before of course they're led by a guard named cameron Tate, who led them in scoring. Cameron does a nice job of just attacking the basket, using his quickness. Very fearless in getting to the basket as well. It doesn't matter what the size of the defender is. He's getting to the basket, and uh, he can score as well. Inside, they got Samuel Dada, 6'8", senior, who's a rebounding machine. And uh, he did a nice job. He was playing against Taylor. He didn't, wasn't, uh, uh, didn't fear him, went up, used a pump fake a couple of times, and did a nice job scoring around the basket. And, of course, I'm impressed with Jacob Willman, 6'6", 6'7", sophomore, who's got a nice turn-and-face game. He can step out and shoot three, put it on the floor, has a versatile skill set. Another team, uh, a good team that's on the rise that was in this tournament was Kip Legacy out of the Kansas City area. Uh, they've got a pretty good team looking for them in Class 3 to possibly make some noise. They have some good guard play. Vincent Moss is a 6'2", junior. He's a left-handed kid, really smooth off the dribble and and knock it down from three-point range. And King Smith, also smaller, about 5'10", but got a strong, physical, uh, quick, uh, 
can get to the basket using his strength and quickness, and then he can also pull up from long distance as well. They got some good young players to back them up as well. They're having a very good season. Grandview out of Kansas City has a very a very nice backcourt as well. Uh, Josiah Kirkwood is a 5'10 senior. He's been starting for four years. I've been looking at him playing for Marcus Denman Elite, and, and he's had an excellent career. He does. He's one of, one of those excellent point guards. There's a lot of them in Kansas City, and uh, he runs the team, but he's got great speed and quickness, but he can create his own shot off the dribble when he has to. Good high basketball IQ. And joining him is Michael Smith Jr. I believe he was at Hogan uh, Prep last year. He's a 6'3", uh, long, slender guard, very smooth, gets into the nooks and crannies of the defense off the drive, the slash, and he can pull up and hit the three-point shot as well. Pembroke Hill, uh, who was a Final Four participant last year in, Canada, in Class 5, they have a good team. They have a lot of new players coming in, but they got some standbys. One is Max Sprott, uh, 6'2", senior, and he was really shooting the ball well. Absolutely. He's one of the better shooters in the Kansas City area. He catch it, shoot it. He could also pass it as well. Also, Mav Hawkins, a 6'2", sophomore, who was a spark plug off the bench, high score, and uh, he's one of the, he's an excellent shooter, but he's also a, a very good playmaker as well, handling the ball, setting up teammates as well. Morris McKinley, a sophomore, uh, I was very impressed, really, my first time seeing him play. He just did a, just a good high-motor kid, was uh, cutting to the basket, getting layups, uh, getting to the offensive glass for tip-ins and loose balls, and uh, just played a very effective all-around game. Truman High School uh, is a team that uh, has a real good senior guard in Kevin Mox, about 5'11", but kind of strong build, can really shoot, <clears throat> shoots the ball well from three-point range. And Dallas Winda, a 6'1 guard who does his business around the basket. He gets the ball. He's getting downhill on the drive, uh, can post up. Even at 6'1", he uses his strength and uh, plays much bigger than his actual size, 6'1". So uh, he was very good to watch as well as i said sometimes i just click around when i'm at home watching games on the stream and uh i like to just kind of pick out uh, a game or two of just teams and schools are under the radar and i came across a game on my one of my favorite uh streams a kfmo out of the parkland area and they you know i talked about i like to talk about uh, so many of the uh, guys and girls on these uh, streams that just do a tremendous job. Uh, maybe on my maybe on next show, I'll just take some time just to talk about who is really doing a great job uh, around the state. And KFMO is one of the best. They do a wonderful job. So on this particular night, I came across two good teams, Potosi uh, taking on Kingston. And it was the Mineral Area Activities uh, Association game, MAAA Conference. Potosi is in the large school division, and Kingston is in the small school division, but they're pretty close by. So it's a good rivalry, although Potosi's kind of had the better of it. And they won this game on this particular line. But it was very good to watch. Potosi is a team that's won 13 games now. And I think the, key, the high point of their season is they have a win at Park Hill Central. And the Park Hill Central was a team that was a finalist in Class 4 last year and have one of the best Class 4 teams in the state. And Potosi went there and won in early January uh, and won impressively, scored 80 points as well as that game. And they have a dynamic uh, pair of senior guards in 
Carter Whitley, who's about 6'2", and Gabe Brawley. Whitley's a 6'2", left-handed kid who's a scorer. Uh, he just recently scored his 1,000th point, and uh, he can fill it up from three-point range. He also hits these twisting, driving shots in the lane, and he can pull up from 15 feet. And Brawley also does a nice job. He's the point guard, but he can also score it from three-point range and drive it well from the basket. Very talented team as well. Kingston has a young man named Cody Yates, who's been a starter for all four years, and uh, he uh, not too long ago became the school's all-time leading scorer. He's a six one guard and the young man whose record he broke I believe was Matt Nelson who Cody teamed up with for a couple of uh, years Cody's first two years Matt's a 6'6 forward who graduated two years ago and they led uh, Kingston to some excellent success well Matt's moved on and Cody's done a nice job of kind of taking over the program and uh, yeah, he's been tough to deal with he's a good score just a persistent resourceful score around that basket and he can also shoot strong uh, always attacking as well finally on the boys side i want to uh give a shout out to two very talented uh, basketball players in the southwest missouri area who uh entered their school's record books uh this past uh week uh one is terrell Gaines out of mountain view liberty high school a five foot eight guard and the other is jacob lafferty out of sparta high school he's a six six forward sparta big jake and uh they both became the school's all-time leading scorer and they broke the record on the same night, which was very special. As I said, Terrell, they do it a different ways. Terrell is just a, a serious bucket. Young man has got so much quickness, and he can pull up from anywhere from 30 feet around the basket. He played for the great uh, Yanders Law program, uh, and of course, uh, played for the late, great Rob Yanders, who he tragically lost uh, earlier this year. Just a wonderful man, and uh, uh, Terrell is one of his uh you know, the young men who's really developed uh, at the high school and for Rob and, uh, and then my friend, my man, Craig Smith, coach Craig. And, uh, they, he, he, he's fun to watch. He's going to Austin P as well. And then, uh, Jacob Lafferty, he's different, does it differently. Jacob's a four year starter. Jacob's a six, six monster around that basket. Big Jake has been dunking over everybody in Southwest Missouri state for four years. And now he's, he's also a, a thousand rebound guy too as well and he's led Sparta to some great success as well 20 win season semifinal appearances in the blue and gold tournament and uh, those those guys really need to be saluted great job by both of them so uh, Terrell Gaines and Jacob Lafferty all-time leading scorers at their perspectives at their respective schools and another very special note here and like you say we always talk high school basketball and some college here on the all-time podcast but this pertains to the NBA but more specifically, one of our greatest players have come from the state of Missouri, and that's Jason Tatum. And we'd like to congratulate Jason, the former Chaminade College Prep All-American. He was selected to the NBA All-Star team for his fifth consecutive year, five straight times as an NBA All-Star. That's tremendous for the 25-year-old superstar forward. And he's been voted in as a starter for the second consecutive year. Of course, you know, last year, Jason was the MVP of the NBA All-Star game. He scored 55 points in uh, Salt Lake City. Well, this year's game will be on Sunday, February the 18th in Indianapolis, not too far from here. So good opportunity for Jason. Uh, Maybe some folks could get down if they can get a ticket to the All-Star game. But Jason's having another extraordinary year. He's averaging 27 points, eight rebounds, four assists, while shooting 46% from the field. And more importantly, he's led the Boston Celtics to a 35-30 and 
10 record, which is the best in the NBA. And he had, they started off with that 18, was it the 19, 20 game winning streak at home as well, which was a franchise record as well. So congratulations to Jason Tatum once again, an NBA all-star. So let's look at the boys, what's going on with the boys around the state. When we return, we'll take a look at what the young ladies are doing a few tournaments there. But first, a word from Prep Hoops, Missouri. Basketball season is here, and if you want the best statewide coverage, check out our websites, Prep Hoops Missouri and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri. Whether it's in the big cities or small towns or Class 1 all the way up to Class 6, our Prep Hoops websites will cover the action on a year-round basis with evaluations and player rankings. And make sure to take advantage of our special deal where you can get 30% off your first subscription. Just enter Earl Time 30 in the coupon code and get your discount and follow the great players of the Show Me State. If a kid's got game, Prep Hoops and Prep Girls Hoops Missouri as your name. Get your subscription today. And welcome back to the Earl Time Podcast, sponsored by TW Constructors. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about girls' action from around the state, and we're going to concentrate on a couple of different tournaments that have taken place that I got a chance to watch on the stream the past week. One is the NIXA Invitational Tournament, or the, or the WNIT. They have a boys' tournament that's going on as well, which we'll talk about next week. But the WNIT at NIXA High School is a fantastic tournament. What I like about tournaments like this, we talked about it with the Kaminsky Classic a couple of weeks ago in Joplin, is that this tournament features not only very good basketball teams, but it's got a nice mix of teams from around the state represented. It's like, like obviously locally, you had Republic, Marshfield, Fairgrove, and Nixa from right there in southwest Missouri. But then they go to southeast Missouri and get Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame. You go to mid-Missouri and you get Jefferson City, Helias, and California. And then rounding out the field from the St. Louis metropolitan area. Is Francis Howell Central? You know, a couple weird last year. You had a great Park Hills uh, South team, which won the tournament as well out of the Kansas City area. So they do a great job of just getting a lot of good teams from around the state. And you'll see when I talk about the boys, it's the same deal. That's why I like to talk about tournaments like this because they get a lot of good players, and you know, you may not get a chance to see them over the course of a season regular. So bring them to this tournament. It gets everybody some variety as well, and they do a great job of just. Uh, the, the the announcing on the PA announcer does a great job. They got the great music going. They really, and then of course, Nick's Alive, the kids do a wonderful job. As I talked about all the great uh, people on the stream. It's a kid, you know, young student run production and they do a great job. Graphics and it's uh, it's fantastic to watch. And as far as the action itself, uh, it, it was good too as well. The championship game turned out to be a very good one. It was Republic coming out on top. They defeated Marshfield, two very good teams republic ended up winning by five withstood a late marshfield rally to win the game republic has a really good group of guards one of my favorite guards just to watch a young lady named masura nambara 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 only about five four but the young lady is always in the lane touching the paint scoring amongst the tall trees inside she knows how to get inside and and she she handles that ball like it's on a string very confident and she shoots the three point shot as well and uh, she just has a, just a nice calm confidence about her expression never changes and uh 
I, it's a treat kind of watching her play because uh, she really knows how to, you know, she's really stepped into a major role. Of course, they had a young lady named Cayman Beckermeyer, who's a 2000 plus score and uh, led them to great things. And now she's stayed at Missouri State University. So big shoes to fill. And Masora Nambara is one of those young ladies who's done it as well as a senior, as has Lauren Chastain, who's also a senior guard who really was filling it up in that championship game, really shot the ball well from three-point range, good all-around guard as well. So those are good backcourt. They also have another good shooter in uh, Molly Blade. She really had a big junior, uh, semifinal game. Uh, she gets a good look from three-point range. She's going to uh, knock some shots down. And kind of the person that kind of holds it down inside is Elena Norman, a 5'11 forward who uh, can score and rebound around that basket, but she can also step out if somebody penetrates. She'll step to about 15 feet and hit that baseline jump shot like clockwork. Very good, very good player as well. Marshfield's team uh, got a chance to really watch for the first time. They've been good. Of course, they've had great history over the decade. Of course, they had, a, they had that record-winning streak going back into the 90s, uh, I believe, with the great Melody Howard, Julie Howard, Melissa Greider. They had some great teams, won three championships in the late 80s and won over 100 games in a row. Uh, and this this team is, uh, has a chance to really uh, compete in Class 5 this year. They got good seniors and some nice young players. The big seniors in in this group is Lauren Lubert, a five foot eleven senior who kind of plays the point forward, but she can play inside, and uh, she just plays a good all-around game. I believe she's been starting all four years. Uh, scores around that basket, really facilitates well. And she really almost brought them back. They were down 10 points in the fourth quarter, 9 or 10 with about three minutes. Then all of a sudden she hits three bombs from three-point range and cuts the lead to one. And it was it was something to see in the clutch like that. And uh, she does that quite a bit. And they, her fellow senior is Abby McBride, who's a 5'8 guard, who is uh, very aggressive, very assertive, getting to the basket. And she can also score as well. So that's a very good uh, duo, dynamic duo of uh, seniors. And then they have a nice duo <laughs> of young players. One is Quinn Aldridge, who started last year as a freshman. She's about 5'10", and she's pretty smooth as well. She has a three-level game. I mean, she's, and it just kind of snuck up on me. One minute she's knocking down a couple of mid-range jump shots. Oh, okay. And then all of a sudden, she jab step, got to the basket. Then all of a sudden, she had a three-point shot. I'm like, oh, this young lady can uh, score from anywhere. Uh, so uh, she's just uh, just uh, nice burgeoning young talent in the southwest Missouri area. And then they have another one in Peyton Ward, who's a 6'1", 6'2", freshman. And uh, she's kind of listed as a forward, but she's very comfortable on the perimeter. She'll come off the screen. She'll hit the three-point shot, whether she sits like a pick and pop, or she'll come off the screen and knock down the three-point shot, and she'll put it on the floor. And then, of course, at her height, she's uh, you know, a hindrance defensively as well. She just puts those arms up, and uh, she can change shots and make things difficult inside. So the Marshfield Blue Jays, watch out for them in Class 5 this year. A very good game in third place. It was Fairgrove defeating the host Knicks of Eagles in a very well-played game. Of course, I've talked about Fairgrove, of course, when I made a visit to their tournament earlier this year. And, of course, they were the defending 3A champions looking to make another run this year. And, like I say, their junior-dominated uh, young lady, uh, Ashton Bell, uh, led the whole tournament in scoring, averaged 18 points a game, and she can score it from just about anywhere, drive it, shoot it, and a uh, uh, very assertive player. Brooke Daniels is a tremendous uh, point guard, 
who was uh, one of the best in the state in the junior class. And then Abby Green's a 5'11 junior forward who's just a very solid all-around player. Nixa has a young lady who uh, really kind of has kind of emerged this year. Her name is Taylor Wood, a 5'10 sophomore who uh, – got a versatile game she's very strong physical can really post up and score around that basket but also she can take it outside and shoot three points pointers and put it on the floor lily may uh, is a, a five nine a June, excuse me a senior uh, point guard does an excellent job shooting the basketball on this game i watched in the third place game she was really passing the ball well setting up teammates and uh doing a nice job and then layla grant is a six foot two uh junior who's got good length in the back, around that basket, really can score, uses the glass well, and can also block shots as well. So uh, good players. Addie Ruffin is another one, is a very uh, talented young player as well, really has good length and is always getting her hand on basketballs with deflections and steals and everything. It could be very disruptive as well. Addie Ruffin, good player as well. In the fifth place game, two other good teams, like you say, Cape Girardeau, Notre Dame defeated Helias. And those are two very good teams. Class is 5A, Class 5, and uh, Cape Notre Dame was a Final Four Class 5 team. They're in four this year and could be one of the teams uh, coming out of that District 1 bracket. <clears throat> They're led, they they actually were trailing Elias by 15 points in the first quarter, 24-9, to nine, and they just made a big run in the second quarter to kind of get back in that game. And leading that run was Bree Rubel, a 5'8 uh, sophomore guard. She just turned it on offensively. He had some three-point shots, scored on a couple of nice transition plays with the Euro step and really brought that team back. And then her sister, Kate Rubel, did a nice job. Uh, she's strong around that basket when she goes on that drive and she can shoot the ball. And then Nevaeh Lucius, the 6'2 senior, scored 16 points that game. And she's also a, 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 could be dominant defensively with her shot blocking as well. One of the top young uh, post players in the state of Missouri. Elias was led, of course, by Adeline Kelly, the six foot two senior forward. She was one of the leading scorers in the tournament, averaged about 18, 17, 18 points a game in the tournament. In the last two teams, California defeated, in the last consolation game, they defeated uh, Francis Howell Central. California came within ooh, a couple of points of beating Marshfield. They had a great first round game, I believe. It ended up being a two point game, Marshfield winning. So that just shows you how good California can play. They had a young lady kind of emerged. As well, Ella Bailey, a senior forward, about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, she was one of the leading scorers in the tournament as well. Really scored around that basket, had good moves, knew how to use her size and uh, good fundamental post moves and nice touch around that basket. And uh, just nice, uh, just simple play basketball. It was fun to watch. Kirsten Lawson, of course, the junior point guard, a lot of speed. Also shot the three-point shot as well. California is a very good team as well. Francis House Central, their top player is a young lady named Morgan Davis, a 5'9 junior who is very athletic. Uh, first game, in the game I watched, first play of the game, you know, little jab step, three-point shot, splash, nice job, and get to the basket as well. Also, Alexis Matthews is a senior guard who's been uh, a regular at Francis House Central, very solid player throughout her career, varsity career, which has been about three years. So that's good about the Nixa tournament. I went a little bit to the northwest or the west, I guess, and went to Richmond, Missouri, 
uh, for the Richmond Winter Classic. Caught some of those games on midvid.com, also another great uh, network, stream, high school streaming network as well. And uh, but the top team there, I, I think, is definitely Bishop LeBlond out of St. Joseph, Missouri. And, uh, of course, they were a Class 4-2 state finalist last year. They got to the championship game, lost to a great Tipton team, lost some good players to graduation, but they have some pretty good players back. The best, I believe, is Kaylee Ziesel, who's a junior guard. She was the MVP of the LeBlon Christmas Tournament, and uh, she's their leading scorer. She's a very good all-around player. She's a, She can shoot threes, but she also can settle in that high post area and dribble and pass the ball and a good ball handler as well. Kyla Connard is an excellent uh, senior guard. She's an athlete. She gets the ball. She's going downhill, and uh, she's looking to make plays early and often in the game. And Kendall Kafkut is just a sophomore, one of the young up-and-coming, talented players in that program. Uh, they've got very good tradition, and uh, young ladies really know how to play as well. Some good individual young players that I watched. Uh, for Cameron, they have a very good freshman named Isabel Robinson. She's about 5'10", but she's a versatile player, very good uh on the ball with the with the passing and she can handle it and uh, she really scores around that basket and she kind of does a little bit of everything for that program for that as a freshman has a lot of responsibility already and but she's got a lot of talent to handle that responsibility i was impressed watching her as well and uh, ella jamison a five foot six senior good guard who can handle the ball and shoot it as well. Another young lady uh, uh, excelsior springs had a young lady named kenley rogers who's just a sophomore 5'10", much like Isabel Robertson of Cameron, a very versatile, young, athletic young lady who doesn't mind playing on the perimeter or inside. Two other players, Bramer has a 5'7", uh, senior named uh, Lexi Odell, a good all-purpose player. She had some nice, uh, tough drives to the basket, also hit a three-point shot. And then Wellington Napoleon had a young lady named uh, Corrine Utterback, 5'11", senior, very solid player. In that low post, did a nice job scoring around that basket as well. So let's look at some of the couple of tournaments that we watched on the girls' side. And then there's another big tournament that's coming up as well, and that'll be the Webster Winter Challenge. That This is uh, annually one of the top events in terms of uh, tournaments uh, that you're going to see. That's not a holiday tournament because uh, it's got some of the who's who. Of course, the top three programs, seeds probably will be Incarnate Word Academy, uh, Columbia Rock Bridge, John Burroughs, Cardinal Ritter. Filling out the field, you got uh, Webster, Coryezu, St. Joe's, and Pattonville. That's a powerhouse field of 18s. You know what's a good 18 tournament is when you have a very good team and there's a good chance you may come out of it 0-3. And you have a good team, that means you got a good deep tournament as well so it's really no losers in the tournament because each each team is going to come out better because you've played three quality games and it starts next tuesday on january the 30th you got the uh, four games you got webster grove the host taking on john burroughs you got rock bridge against Coryezu, cardinal ritter against st joseph's and incarnate word against pattonville of course, next Friday, the second will be the semifinals and the third of February, that Saturday, will be the championship game. Finally, before we get out of here, we got one college uh, note, college spotlight. And uh, I'd like to just talk about the Kansas State women's basketball team. Right, why are you talking about Kansas State? 
well, they're first. They're nineteen and one. They're eight zero in the Big Twelve Conference and ranked number four in the country. They just had a big win on the road at number thirteen Baylor. What's really special from a Missouri standpoint is that they have four young ladies from the state of Missouri who are playing key roles on this great basketball team, and that's always good to see as well. Of course, we talked about Baylor having two really good players as well from um, uh, on their on their team, which at the time when I talked about them, they were like fourteen and one and fourteen and two as well. Uh, Bella Fontleroy, uh, you know, of course, one of their leading scorers as well, and uh, Asia Blackwell as well on that Baylor team. Well, Kansas State doubles that, and then one of their leading scorers is Serena Sundell, of course, is a 5'11 a junior guard. She played at Maryville, broke records at Maryville, and, you know, she's having a good all-around season. She's averaging about 11 points, four rebounds, five assists a game, shooting 54% from field goals, and 41% from three-point range. Excellent. She's having an excellent career for uh, Kansas State. And, of course, Jalen Glenn and Briley Glenn, the twins from Barstow School, very good size. Jalen's a 6'1 junior, and Briley's about 5'11 junior. Very good contributors as well. Jalen is averaging about 7.4 rebounds and two assists a game, and Briley Glenn is averaging about six points a game. And from St. Louis, you got Eliza Maupin, a 6'3 forward from Webster Groves, who's a contributor in the game against Baylor. She had 16 points and nine rebounds and came up with the big three-point shot late in the game, which put Baylor ahead to stay as well. So that, that that's fantastic to see. You got a young lady from Maryville in the northwest part of the state. You got a couple of young ladies from Kansas City. And then you got a young lady from St. Louis. And, of course, their head assistant coach, who I know pretty well, Ebony Halliburton, is from the Kansas City area, a great person, as well as an excellent young basketball coach as well on that, on that great staff. She's the assistant coach there. So continued success to Kansas State as they uh, moved into the top five and are in first place in the Big 12 Conference. So that's going to wrap up another edition of the Earl Time Podcast. Of course, we'll have plenty more to talk about. So many great tournaments as I talked about the Knicks of Boys Tournament is coming up as well. We got a couple of small school tournaments in uh, Southeast Missouri State we'll get a look at and talk about next week. Of course, this Webster Challenge, the Vashon Winter Challenge. We'll talk about that great boys event at Vashon High School and so many more things as well as we gear up for the final month of the regular season and get into, of course, the postseason as well. Of course, we'd like to thank our very young and talented producer, Richard Austin Jr., for all he does for the podcast, and of course, our sponsor, TW Constructors. So until then, we'll talk to you soon.